0: All right, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's Sunday night, and so it must be Mike Pusateri and I and me. I have to be here because I record the damn thing. Um, to talk about the Bears going miraculously 3-0. and They somehow beat the Falcons today in one of the weirdest games we've ever seen. Mike, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, great. Glad to be back in uh, in Chicago. That's
0: right. You trekked
1: across. What is that? That's more than halfway across the country, right? Yeah, it's like it's like two thousand miles from L.A. <laughs> and, and I did it because you said we'd record the podcast in person. Yeah, if you, when I, <laughs> if you
0: can find me, you can. We'll do it yeah. in the yeah. When mm-hmm. I'm I'm in, the, I'm in the bunker,
1: right? So and then we're we're still doing doing it uh, virtually. So yes, yeah. Oh well, virtually seems fitting. It does. Um. So, Mike, uh,
0: what's your Instagram and Twitter
1: handles? Oh, uh, um, it, actually, go to my website, which oh, is be- oh, fancy, fancy, which is uh and uh, you can find my Instagrams, Twitters, uh, IMDb page, the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and you can watch the Leon Sandcastle commercial.
1: I think. Watch it there, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. You can watch a little fresh off the boat if you like. All kinds of fun stuff.
0: All right, so for I can't imagine there's no one. That's stupid even. I was going to say if you didn't see the game, well, you're not listening yeah. to this podcast. If you didn't if you, if maybe you didn't see it, but you certainly know what happened. So the uh the Bears smashed the glass on the emergency quarterback m- far earlier than I thought they were going to and brought in the great
1: Nick Foles. I thought they would I thought it would take till game 4. So it's a little early for me too.
0: Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought they would lose a game first. So yeah. I actually will give them credit for basically saying, "We think this is a winnable game, and we think that our beloved Mitch is tw- is frittering away actual chances to score on one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and we're not going to let him kill us." And it still it almost happened anyway. It did. Um, so, with about nine minutes left in the third quarter, right before that, with about ten minutes left in the third quarter, Mitch threw a mind-numbing interception. Just the a kind
1: Mitch, a Mitch-numbing interception, yes. the kind we've seen so many times.
0: It's it's the kind that Mike Donahue and I talked about a couple of weeks ago on the maybe in the maybe in the inaugural. Uh, Remember this crap podcast. Uh, because it was the first one, because I was talking about as a small child, one of my first memories of the Bears was just being super mad at Bob Avellini. And the reason that we have that Mike is valuable on that podcast is he immediately pieced together what game it was and what happened. And it was a game against the Seahawks in Seattle. Avellini audibled to an out, it got picked off, and the Bears uh, demise started soon after. And then of course that brings memories to nineteen ninety three three, two or three, uh, up in the Metrodome. Jim Harbaugh did it twice, and then uh, did get lost his mind. Well, Mitch threw a very similar, I don't, I don't know if he audibled, but did the same thing. Threw it out really late, easy pick, and Matt Nagy's head exploded, and the rest was history.
1: Yeah, but you do have to give credit, I agree, because, you know, the, even bringing in Nick Foles, the chances are they're not going to win that game. And then you know now you've absolutely uh, after all you've invested in Mitch and and you know the Arthur Miller dance classes over the summer <laughs> and everything else now you're gonna you're gonna take him out and you're still gonna lose the game, but they didn't. So they they
0: bring him in, they bring fools in, and it immediately looks like it's not gonna make much difference. Um, he moves the ball, but he throws. Uh, he throws an interception, which was absolutely not his fault. Allen Robinson had the ball stolen from him in the end zone. Yeah. Um, I showed my ignorance of the rule. I thought, maybe, although uh, Mike Pereira, rules expert for Fox, thought it was a touchdown. Thought that Robinson had caught it, came down to the ground and got wrestled away from him. I thought, basically, that uh, if the receiver has control of the ball in the end zone and it gets yanked away from him for what would be an interception. It's actually a touchdown. It's almost like the def- the defensive back can f- complete the process of the catch for the receiver. Um, that apparently is not a thing.
1: That's that's some, like, uh, next-level Yeah. Well, right? I mean, if yeah. you've ever
0: – the way they try to explain the uh, NFL rulebook. And then we were not helped out. We had the latest man, Jerome Boger, um, oh. on, the, on the mic today, and the most – uh, he reminded me of the uh, the doctor in Arrested Development, um, <laughs> the one who would say things like when Buster got attacked by the seal, and he goes, "He's going to be all right," and everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, thank God!" and Michael's like, "Wait for it," says, Because because uh, the seal ate his left hand. <laughs> That's he, that uh, that was, was
1: that was kind of Jerome today. Jerome had maybe the greatest call though. With call, there's two penalties yep. called against. Bears. And he announces that the penalties offset. And they actually start to line up like yeah. they're going to run the next even play. Somebody the, goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, yeah. Wait a second
0: here. Even the Falcons were only kind of like, huh, eh, whatever. And then apparently um he got buzzed on his headset, either by the replay booth or even potentially by the the officials in New York going, ah, that, that, that doesn't work that way. I, I know why he did it. I mean, I can understand – I don't know why he did it. I can understand it because one of the penalties was uh, an illegal forward pass. And I'm sure in his mind he thinks, all right, i got two penalties. We've got roughing the passer and an illegal forward pass. There's one on each team because that's normally how it would be. But the illegal forward pass came after the Bears recovered the fumble and decided they were the 85 Bears and we're just going to pitch it all over the field, which I actually kind of yeah, I I I actually don't mind those. I mean, it can be stupid. The the Lovey Bears – uh, for a few years, tried to pitch everything, too. Um,
1: I just want to, if they just fall on the ground, you got to just fall down, please. Well,
0: I mean, there was some ridiculous plays. There was the, um, on Foles' first, was it his first? That's yeah, it's all going to blur together. Um, where it looked like he threw an interception, but the ball got through the defensive back to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy catches it, turns, goes to run, fumbles it. Anthony Miller, instead of just falling out, he says he's going to pick it up. And then mm-hmm. he fumbles it, but he gets it back. Uh, it's like, yeah, just, you know, value the ball. Just keep it. It's, that's yeah. the most important thing is to, if if you don't have the ball, get it. And if you have the ball, keep it.
1: There you go. Very simple.
0: So, you know, so they don't score on the first drive. Then they're heading the other way, get into the fourth quarter, and uh, Foles makes a, a pass that Hub, Arkish, tweeted. He's not sure Mitch would have made. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mitch wouldn't have made it. He knew from the defense that Miller was going to be open running up the seam. So without even looking, he just literally flicked the ball towards the end zone. Miller's wide open touchdown. Everybody's happy. And they get ready to kick the extra point. And oh, we're going to take a look at it because they review all scores. And, but when they only buzz when it's like, no, we really need to look at this one. He had simply dropped it. Yeah. So, um, people on Twitter are like, oh, see what they get for moving the fools. Nothing's not any better. Um, Sam from our Cub Podcast tweeted, well, there's so much for that Nick Foles spark. And I'm like, he's thrown two touchdown passes.
1: Yeah, two touchdown passes called back. Now, they're not on the
0: scoreboard because of the incompetence of his teammates. But I don't know what else he's supposed to have done. Yeah. And then, for good measure, he threw three more. Yes. Yes. Now, it's not always... uh, It doesn't always look real artistic with Nick. Um. But you right away can see why they're more comfortable with him. I think the biggest problem with Mitch, everybody focuses on, well, you know, the footwork isn't great, and he's not terribly accurate, which is true, and it's bad. But I think the things that really irritate his coaches are things that aren't as easily quantifiable to us are the things things he doesn't see.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, they
0: know when he gets to the line, and they're like, oh, my God, you know, either You know, change the play or tight end's going to be open on this or whatever. And then he just doesn't see it. And you only get so many chances to do that before the coach is like, it's hard to move the ball in the NFL. And if you can't take the obvious things, we can't go anywhere. Because you only get a few of those anyway. You can't fuck them up. And clearly over the last two and a half, well, the last three years, no two, I mean, he, he made enough plays obviously in Nagy's first year. Um they're just like, we can't win with this. Mm-hmm. So you will go to a guy that, you know, has um has had a lot of success running this offense or some variation of it. I hesitate to call this. This is not the Chiefs offense, this is not the Eagles offense. It's a bastardized version of that the Bears run. But it's closer, I guess, to what um it's close enough to what Foles has run. That I can see the um the appeal to just just get the guy who's going to make the plays that are there.
1: And- well, he demonstrated that pretty early. I thought one of his first passes of the game. Yeah, he drops back, immediate checkdown, recognizes it, gets the ball out, and you know bears pick up pick up a nice gainer on it, which is something that Mitch is just he just can't recognize it. He can't recognize the downfield option isn't there. Just you got to check down, get it to him. And Foles did that immediately on one of his first passes. And, and that gave me a little bit of confidence right away. That, And I think it gave the team some confidence, too, because it, it demonstrated a level of competency at the quarterback position and decision-making uh, that they haven't seen. Yeah. And Mitch,
0: it's not like Mitch hadn't made some plays in the game. He had. He yeah. had he'd thrown a touchdown pass. He had had a – a relatively hilarious 45-yard scramble where the field... Op- oh, no, I think we're saying Mitch had made some good... Oh, points. yeah, yeah, it was a 45-yard run where he...
1: Right, the run. Yes,
0: where he looked like he was lost in the middle of the field. Like, somebody's going to tackle me, aren't they?
1: Yeah. It looked like the defensive guys were somehow running away from Mitch because there seemed, <laughs> seemed to be more green in front of him as he kept running down the field. like,
0: maybe Mitch is radioactive and <laughs> we're just going to keep clear and he'll fall down. I forget who it was, somebody during the game was like, well, once you go to Foles, you can't go back to Mitch, which A, is patently false, but also B, I think I'll take that risk. At this point, yeah. 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 Um, I was very worried when Foles didn't win the job right away. Um, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I kind of think maybe in a weird way, he did. For them to pull it this early, they had to have gone in the season going, all right, you know, we can start with Mitch, and if shit goes sideways, we're going to Foles. And I wonder how close they were to doing it in the Lions game,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when all of a sudden he got hot, and there was no reason to do it in the Giants game because they started well, and then they were just hanging on at the end. Um, But clearly, at some point today, you know, they're like, we'd like our, we'd like to keep our jobs, and. So we're gonna just try to win as many games
1: as we can. Oh, in that scenario, then is your uh, are you is your theory that Nagy did that to just sort of please please Ryan Pace? I think they've
0: I, sports teams do weird shit, and I have a feeling they were like, "All right, Foles is, has played well enough. We know we can go to him. Let's start with Mitch, and if things don't go well, we'll go to Foles, and we'll just stick with him." Um. Part of it could be that you, you tend to need two quarterbacks during a season, regardless. And maybe they thought if Mitch plays well enough early, and then he gets hurt, we go
1: to Foles.
0: Um, if he's not playing well, we're going to go to Foles.
1: That was probably it. Um, and there's no you know, way like you could you could start the season with Foles as your number two, and and, and still bring him in and be confident that he's going to be good. If you start with if Mitch enters the season as the backup, you would imagine all of his confidence Yeah. Confidence is shot.
0: It could have even been as simple as without a regular training camp, they wanted Mitch to take more snaps, which is sad if you're in your fourth year and they're still trying to do that. But everything about this is kind of sad. Um because he's clearly now I mean, you my guess is people are, is he is he taken his last snap? No, he probably hasn't because Fools will end up crumpled under some large man and need to miss a part of a game or games, and we'll have to go back to Mitch again. Um, but any chance he had of being the solution beyond this year, which I think was pretty slim, is, I would guess, none now.
1: Well, and that's the thing. I was talking to my friend Jason about this. We, uh, What is, uh, you know, what's the succession plan now? Because Foles is, is like 31, so is the plan now, you know, he's not, let's ride Nick Foles for the next two, se- you know, two seasons, three seasons, and let's see if he can be the quarterback to get us to the Super Bowl with this defense while it's still, you know, uh, together. And then we'll worry about drafting our quarterback for the future, uh, next year's draft, or the year after.
0: Well, they've never, Pace has never done the thing he said he was going to do. Well, I shouldn't say never, he can't do never this. But he, he said they're probably going to draft a quarterback every year. Because mm-hmm. you need to draft them, and then you, you try to develop them, and they're not all going to make it, and then you just move on. And if you do develop, you know, if you have a guy you think has promise, then that has tremendous value because that's your backup, and he's cheap. and Or if the guy gets you know a few appearances and injury relief or whatever, maybe you have a tradable commodity. They just haven't bothered to do it. I mean, they drafted Mitch, and that's pretty right. much it so far. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would guess you're going to have to draft a quarterback for next year. Although, I don't know if you saw, I now uh, – Watching the Niners go in, I mean, granted, it's the Giants who we saw are bad, but the Niners go from Jimmy to Nick Mullins, who's no great shakes, and nothing changes.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And
0: I just have a feeling that um, at some point they're just going to go, like, why are we paying Jimmy all this money? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that could even happen as soon as next year. Uh, The Bears restructured Foles' contract a little. I mean, the smartest thing they could have done Jacksonville at some point was going to release him. I think the Bears were the only team that was willing to give them anything, and then they could have signed him for you know backup money, but they didn't. They're paying him starter money, but it's not it's not so much money that you can't have him and a regular starting quarterback salary on your cap without completely ruining it. It's not ideal because you've got other guys to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy who came alive. Um, when Nick came in Although for a while It was like Nick Just wasn't going to Throw to him um, Alan Robinson Ended up With 10 catches For 123 yards
1: Yeah And uh,
0: Jimmy Graham Caught 6 for
1: 60 He went to Graham Right away I think Yeah He yeah. came alive And he seems uh, to
0: have A better idea Of Of course I mean he's He's had the advantage Of playing with He's played with Good tight ends before I don't know if you can I'm being generous to say that Jimmy's still good, but he's not bad. Yeah, this is faint praise. He would have been by far the best tight end on the Bears team last year, for sure. So that was a big upgrade. Um, he did miss him at the goal line. Jimmy was Jimmy was open in the middle of field. He threw it behind him, but he also found him on a nice pass uh, in mm-hmm. the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um. Even Ted Ginn Jr. got got into the action. Yes, he threw a pass that Ted couldn't drop. That was nice.
1: Um, was, was that Ted's first, that was his first catch of the season, was it not? I think so. I don't think he caught one
0: against Detroit, and he wasn't active against the Giants. Um, the Bears tried to go deep early to him, and Mitch threw the him and the ball out of bounds. So that was right. great. That was classic. And then two plays later, right before the punt, he managed to throw to the left and miss whoever it was so badly that I'm not sure exactly who the intended receiver was. And that one also went out of bounds. Now, there was, you know, the Bears, a team that doesn't, you know, they. Some teams have a running back who can do everything. The Bears have running backs who, if you could combine them, yeah. could do everything. Well, right. they've got a problem now because while they have. Montgomery is kind of the straight line guy. He catches passes well. He breaks tackles. He actually had a couple of really nice runs. Then, um one of the sad things was it looked like they were gonna be able to run stuff now for Tariq Cohen that maybe they haven't been able to run with Mitch. Yep. And he uh the early indications are he tore his ACL. Yeah. So that would be no more Tariq. And it's Brutal. perfect because the Bears just signed him to an extension. Yeah. So, good timing for Tariq. He's going to get yeah. paid. Bad timing for the
1: Bears, who's now paying a guy who's not going to play till next year. And, and he got hurt on a penalty that they then nullified, mm-hmm. which was another, I thought, strange officiating decision. Yeah.
0: So, this win could not have, was made possible by a generous grant from the Atlanta Falcons Foundation. <laughs> They just came off of one of the most embarrassing—they blew a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter last week to the Cowboys. It's humiliating. And they got a lot of criticism because some of it was bad luck, some of it was their own incompetence. Like when they all stood and looked at the onside kick, like, oh, don't touch it. No, go touch it. Grab it. Keep the ball. Um, But another part of it was they were throwing too much. Did not have confidence in running the ball to burn clock and make get enough first downs to just run the game up. So when they get the big lead against the Bears, um, they're up 16 points in the fourth quarter today. The one thing you know they're going to do is they're just they're at the least they're going to run the ball, run as much clock as they can, and keep punting it back. <laughs> one, That's what they're going to do. One thing they didn't do any of it. They kept throwing. And the most galling, if you're one of the six Falcons fans in the world, is that they were running the ball all over the Bears until the fourth quarter. It was embarrassing in the third quarter that Todd Gurley, whose knee is still in Southern California somewhere, looked completely (laughs) rejuvenated. Like, holy crap, I'm great again. It's like, well, no, you're not. It's the Bears. But, you know, congratulations. You're having a good game. Um, Then there are other running back, And it also didn't make sense because... It would be one thing, you'd still have a tough case to make to throw it that much, but look, look, we've got Calvin Ridley, we've got Julio Jones, and we have uh, apparently the great Russell Gage, right? Mm -hmm. No. Julio, not active for the game, Gage got hurt during the game. So all they had was Ridley, which is even more of a reason to just run the ball because it's like, okay, yeah, we'd love to throw it here, but we don't have the options we normally would have. So that would be stupid. Well, that was stupid is, is what they did. So I have a theory. Now this is the third week in a row where coaches on the other teams and granted. It's not, I mean, uh, Matt Patricia is not exactly a, uh, I guess he's a not rocket the, uh, scientist or some shit, but, uh, he right. doesn't ever shows that for real. Um, Then there's Joe Judge, who was coaching his second game ever, and lost two of his best offensive players very early in the game. Mm -hmm. Then there was today, um, whichever guy this is. I can't even think of his name. This is how good Uh, the head coach of the Falcons is. Quinn. Yes. Dan Quinn. Um, My only only thing can be that, we haven't been told yet, but this season is Matt Nagy's Make-A-Wish and so the other coaches are like all right no 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 sorry guys don't no i know we i know we built a big lead but you've got you know that he could he couldn't go to disney world because it's it was closed at the time
1: yeah so we've all agreed
0: just you're gonna have to just fall down
1: sorry he he wanted to wear the dumbo costume around (laughs) around epcot but it it just couldn't happen this year so what can we but, you know, it wasn't only the the offensive calls where where they're not running the ball. Do you remember the, the, that there uh, were that one of those plays at the end? It was like uh, Foles was driving and it was like uh, third and three from the 12. And uh throwing a complete pass. Right. And now it's fourth. But they're fourth and three. But there was a penalty. They accepted the penalty and made it third and eight instead of fourth and three, and then that was the pass where Foles threw it, and like three Falcons had a chance at it, and somehow none of them were able to pick it off. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, and the Bears score.
0: Wow. Right, because if you know anything from watching the Bears the last two years plus, you want them in, like fourth and short is, is, is a favorable down for you, because the Bears yes. can never run for a couple of yards when they need them. So you may be like, well, no, that's ridiculous. It's two yards. What NFL team can't get two yards? Let's push back. No, no, no. The Bears are that team. They can't get the two yards. That's them. So make them do it. Make Visor Boy uh, bring in yeah. a fullback and try to run the ball because he's not. He's going to get cute. They're going to run a jet sweep or they're going to run a wide receiver screen or they're going to run – or they're just going to throw the – they say, fuck it and they're just going to throw the bomb. Right. Yes, you're right. That's terrible strategy.
1: So, Amazing. Amazing.
0: From the time – Let's see, where are we here? Uh, Okay, the ESPN thing only breaks it down by half. Um, Here were the last few possessions for the Falcons. Uh, Seven plays, 22 yards, three minutes, 22 Mm -hmm. seconds. That was the missed uh, field goal by Ben Huku or whatever his name is. Right, right. Um, So not great. You run seven plays, you only run three minutes off the clock. Um next one, three plays, five yards, minute thirty-six. Amazing. That was this is in the fourth quarter. They get the ball with ten forty one to go. Um they run the ball for four yards. They run the ball for a yard, and then incomplete pass on third down. So then they punt. Um Bears come down score. That's when they went for two and didn't get it, so it's a ten point game. This is probably the possession. Oh no, these next two possessions both are pretty uh, close. Um, Falcons uh, get the ball at their own um, 15. Mm-hmm. They go to shotgun. They run Todd Gurley for a yard. Second nine, 5:32 to go in the game. Matt Ryan incomplete to Calvin Ridley. Third nine, shotgun. Matt Ryan. Incomplete. That was when Hayden Hurst thought he got um, interfered on, and then there was a flag, and he got all excited. Flag, illegal shift on the Falcons. Penalty declined. Punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bears score, only down three. Ball comes back to the Falcons with 418 left to go. Go on your hey, Jonathan Villam was talking about it. Every team's got a four-minute offense. Run this four-minute offense. Get a few first downs. Make the Bears use their timeouts. And uh, if anything, you, you get it back to them at a point where um, they're, all they're going to be able to do is come down and kick a field goal, maybe, to tie. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Right. Especially with Cairo Santos.
1: The great Cairo Santos.
0: So here's what the Falcons do. Matt Ryan, incomplete. Matt Ryan,
1: Passing incomplete. incomplete.
0: Right. They're in the shotgun. Penalty. False start. Calvin Ridley. Back it up five five yards, third and fifteen. Matt Ryan, incomplete. So that drive, three plays, minus five yards.
1: Twenty two seconds. C- could they actually fire Quinn tomorrow? Because it's not like he entered the season with a letter.
0: Oh, I think, good, I, I, think well I think it's very possible he gets fired tomorrow. And today was Arthur Blank's birthday. Happy birthday to the owner. We've we've embarrassed you again,
1: again. Yeah, yeah. In oh, record man. fashion, to blow these leads in the fourth quarter for two weeks in a row.
0: I'm really disappointed that the um, NFL film guys who were doing the sound didn't crank the booze when they had to punt that time because that would have been. I don't even, there was not a Falcon fan in the world who would have complained. No, like I can't believe they played the booze. So there you go. So so those last so the two possessions. Uh, First one, they're up 10. Three plays, one yard, one minute. Bears score. Now you really got to hold on to it because the Bears got six. So it's only a four-point game. Three plays, 22 seconds. So two drives under six and a half minutes to go. Both, Both of them started under six and a half minutes to go in the quarter. They run six plays for minus four yards and take a minute 22 off the clock. That's one of those where if you simply run the ball three times, both times, and punt, yeah. you're far better off. You've used uh, you use a minute 20 at least on one of the possessions. The other one, the Bears have to use all their timeouts. Yeah. Instead, the Bears don't have to use a single timeout. And we know Man he loves to blow uh, timeouts. Yes. So then my same concern that I had in the Lions game was, it's exciting, the Bears get the touchdown to take the lead. We didn't have to kick a uh, Cairo Santos uh, field goal to try to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Falcons get the ball back with a minute 53. It's like, oh, there's plenty of time for Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley to do some stuff. Right. Um, but that ends up, so they went, completed pass for oh, 12 yards. It's not bad. Threw it buster screen. All was smart. Mm-hmm. Um Next pass, 13 yards, through at Buster Screen. All oh, was smart. Now they're at the 50 with a minute 25. It's like, oh, crap, here it comes. comes. Um, guess who they picked on on the next play? Buster Screen. There you go. Six yards to whoever, O Zacchaeus is. Right. So now they're at the Bears 44, minute six, plenty of time. Intercepted by Deshaun Gibson. Bears win. Yeah. So it's great to be 3-0. and It's the most uninspiring 3-0. and um, Yeah. The thing I wrote for the Pointless Exercise newsletter last week, I looked at the last time the Bears were 3-0, and which, uh, I unfortunately, I saw the graphic of it during uh, the game today. It was uh, Mark Trestman's first season with the Bears.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was a 3-0 and that also came with a glaring, um, one of my favorite things from, it's like the second or third Simpsons ever. It's the one where Homer tries to buy the RV. And he's talking to the guy about the one he wants to buy and the guy in the cowboy hat heads over to his computer and he's going to type in a few, get get a little of Homer's uh, uh, pertinent details. And a red light on the top of the monitor starts to flash.
1: Mm. And
0: Homer goes, oh, is that good? And the guy goes, "Uh, is a flashing red light ever good? (laughs) Um, That bear season, twenty. Twelve,
1: right yeah yes. over 13
0: yeah i uh, had a flashing red light on it. one of them was on game three when the bears won they went into pittsburgh and they beat the steelers 40 to 24 and you're like oh that was an impressive win it was not an impressive win they gave up almost 500 yards of total offense the steelers kept turning the ball over but the bears could not stop them otherwise and i distinctly remember going oh we're three and i is great but i don't know if this team's any good and it wasn't no um that was the season where they managed to um, try to kick uh, a field goal on second down in overtime in Minnesota. That didn't work very well. And then, of course, that was the one that ended with the one of the most humiliating losses ever against the Packers in the last game of the season. Uh, a game in which I was um, so irrationally like worked up for it and was ready to be mad that I remember I distinctly remember watching the game and turning to hitting the SAP button. I listened to the Spanish call of the game instead of listening to Joe and Troy. <laughs> Cause at least I could hear the crowd ah. and figuring like, you know what? I don't need, I don't need the analysis. I distinctly remember watching the game that way. And that was the game where they left the, let the fumble lay on the ground and got returned for a touchdown. And then the awful Chris Conti, I don't know what defense we're in on fourth and eight. It was terrible.
1: It was epic. Yeah. Um,
0: so I'm already bracing myself for that kind of stuff to happen the rest of the year.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's great to be 3-0, and but, man, look who you did it against, and look how you did it. And uh, uh, you really needed just some next-level, three-dimensional chess-level stupidity by the Falcons to, to win that game but they did but you know i mean i'm looking at the stats here that so atlanta had they had 144 yards rushing mm-hmm. you know where where is this bears defense that is going to uh, that is going to dominate you know you're we're not seeing it they had i think two sacks today um well they had i mean i'm
0: not going to say the defense played great or well but the bears had two complete bullshit roughing the passer penalties and those hurt them i think both ended up the falcons ended up scoring touchdowns on both those drives uh the first one was the one they called um when um that was the offsetting penalties that weren't so the bears would have had the ball uh in good shape and the other one was the one on uh, i don't know what hakeem hicks is supposed to do he he leaps in the air to sack Ryan. He's basically got his hands on him, and Ryan lets go of the ball, and then he tackles him because it's tackle football, and he gets um, he gets roughing the passer. So I thought those were terrible. The other weird thing about this game was you can do the whole because I did. Well, Nick Foles threw five touchdown passes in the second half, only three of them counted. Usually, when something like that happens, you know, say say there's the dropped pass in the end zone and then a few mm-hmm. plays later on the same drive, you throw a touchdown pass. Well, you can't say you threw two touchdown passes because you you, threw, uh, you you scored anyway. No, yeah. the two that Foles didn't get, the one that they ripped out of Robinson's hands and the one Miller dropped, those were the ends of those drives. So he really did mount three other scoring drives in addition to the two that they didn't get any points for. One, I think, an objectively a bad call, and the other, just a terrible drop. And it just really makes you wonder... We've been we've been very quick to make excuses for Anthony Miller. Oh, they don't know how to use him. Or he he's got he they hurt his shoulder. He's wearing a harness. Um, He might just not be that good.
1: It might not be because that that was a terrific pass by Foles to Miller.
0: Yeah, and the one he dropped a touchdown against the Lions, which was a great pass. No, was against the Giants, that was a perfect pass from Mitch.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, two times in the end zone going to the ground and drops it nothing. Um. He did get missed. I think it was Foles. No, I think it was still Mitch. It was Mitch. He, yes, it was Mitch. He got deep, and Mitch couldn't make a relatively simple throw down the middle of the field. And um, overthrow him. And uh, Hub was like, well, yeah, he probably should have made that throw, but um, Miller's got to dive for that. I like, No, no. When wow. you're wide open, you shouldn't have to dive for anything. The, wow. the highly paid quarterback should get close to you, close enough to you so that you can catch it and keep running.
1: Yes, preferably hit you in stride. That would be ideal. That would be nice.
0: I mean that will be the, the biggest difference I think we'll see for as long as Foles is upright is short passes being thrown where a receiver can just run. Which Mitch has never really been able to do with any consistency. There's a lot of slowing down to catch the ball behind you or having to uh, change your route just to get to the ball, and now you're not, you know, uh, the stuff that a competent, well-run offense doesn't uh, do. Now, the things we won't get is, you know, Mitch has made some nice plays this season on the move. Nick's not going to do much of that. Um, But I think the the decision today was, there's plays out there to make we're not making. And Foles is going to make more of those than Mitch, and so we're just going to change it.
1: Did you notice Foles started with a tinted face? Yeah. Shell, not, and then he switched it. Yeah.
0: And I don't know if they got told, like apparently you're, I don't know if you're not supposed to use that. I think you have to have like a medical excuse to wear the tinted visor because they're cool looking. They don't like it because um, if you get a concussion, they can't really see your eyes very well. And they're worried, you know, if a ref, one of the things a ref's supposed to do is if your you know, eyes are rolling back in your head, they're supposed to go, um, somebody needs to take a look at this guy. So they don't yeah. like that. They used to have, when they first got visors, some dudes had like the um, mirrored
1: ones. Oh, yeah. Now that was those, super cool. But Those yeah, are, cool. those, are those, super,
0: look, those are super illegal.
1: Those are like the aviators.
0: Yeah. It's like yeah. the guys driving around town with the completely tinted windows that just get tickets all the time because it's illegal. And they just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But I did notice that because he came out, I'm like, "Ooh, look at that! That's badass!" If yeah. anybody's ever said anything about Nick, other than win a Super Bowl, is badass. And yeah, at some that point, was they were like, "All right, get that off, dumbass." Maybe it's the wrong <laughs> helmet. Maybe it's like Pat Manley's, or Pat Manley, um, the punter. Jesus, O'Connell. O'Connell. Maybe it's Pat O'Connell's. Uh, maybe it was his helmet. He's
1: grabbed yeah. the wrong one. Right. He should wear he should wear Kevin Butler's helmet just with the one bar. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That old Joel Theismann. That Joel Theismann. the right. guy
0: who used to punt for the Cardinals? He
1: had it, and it wasn't. He didn't even screw it
0: tight. He could move it up and down. He'd like he'd be standing I'll there ready, his ready to get the punt. and He would like move the bar down. It's like yeah, there's a guy not expecting to get hit. Yeah, um, because he's just going to move his face mask around. So when I was a sophomore in high school, um dressed for the varsity, and uh, my helmet scored a touchdown. The oh. starting running back got his face mask bent, and he ran over to the sidelines, and he needed a helmet so he could stay in the game, and I tossed him mine, and he put it on, and he scored on the next play, and then he gave me the helmet back. So my helmet scored more touchdowns than I did. Right. The thing I remember now the most about it was, I had the... Um, I had full braces. That was awesome in high school. I had full braces, top and bottom, and... Mm-hmm. I, that year, I wore the double the mouth guard, the one over the top and bottom, because if I get hit in the mouth, the braces would just rip the crap out of my inside of my mouth. Well, I didn't because of the way it was shaped. It didn't have like the um, thing hanging off of it that you wrapped around the fa- the uh, face mask, so it would hang. So what I would do is I would stick it. If I had my helmet on, I um, usually had it in my mouth. If I didn't, sometimes I would just stick it in the ear hole. Mm. And when I threw my helmet to him, I didn't take the face mask out or the mouth guard out. He scored a touchdown with my mouth guard sticking out the ear hole of the helmet. So, For my <laughs> well, own not- convenience, I was glad he didn't get tackled because then that thing would have been on the field and I would have you know been, my mouth guard is out there. And no one would give a shit that the sophomore who's not going to play his mouth guard is on the field.
1: Right, yeah. right. Yes. Now, none of this would fly with the COVID protocols, by the way. <laughs>
0: no, or the concussion protocols where they're like, oh, yeah, you can't just grab some other dude's helmet. <laughs>
1: But we had a similar
0: face mask, so he was like, "Yeah, give me that one." Yeah. So I don't know where that came from. Oh, Nick Foles, right? The sure. visor, Pat O'Donnell's helmet through three touchdown passes. Foles through two picks, but Pat's
1: got this. Uh, I got all the glory. Yeah. So, um, so what so what 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 do the Bears do with Mitch now? I mean, did did they? I mean, did, did Mitch? Did someone drop Mitch off at the Greyhound bus station in Atlanta, <laughs> and you know, get him a ticket back to Chicago? I mean, is do they allow him on the team playing? I mean, what 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 now? Other than Nick Foles getting, you know, hit by a truck or or fallen on by a three hundred and fifty pound lineman, which is very possible. Yes. What do you do with Mitch at this point? It looks like
0: Mitch did did the starting quarterback press conference after the game. Because someone oh, showed mean, him, he had his. Um, he had a backpack on oh. and maybe he's hiking back. He was getting uh-huh.
1: ready for the walk. Um, yeah, I, I don't notice Mitch, too. Mitch had, I don't know if you saw it. Like, I think it was the final drive. Mitch had the, he had his helmet on the chin guard. He was, he was like, Hey Nick, I got you, man. If you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, um, thanks for getting so us back dry. in. It. It's winning time. <laughs> All right, coach. It's Mitch time. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> remember <laughs> a couple of weeks ago through that touchdown against Alliance in the last minute. <laughs> Yeah. How about I do that again? Right. Like, yeah, you know, right. sit, sit down, right here. If you need me, coach. So I don't know. I, I think if you are Tyler Bray, you feel left out. You are the only quarterback in the quarterback room who hasn't thrown three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter of a game this year, right? I'm kind of hoping yeah. you don't get the chance to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who the hell knows? Yeah, I mean, I think if I guess if I were the if I were Ryan Pace, I would I'd be like, you know what? I think it's time I start calling around. I was like, who wants to give us two number ones for Mitch? Before the trade deadline,
1: right? Hurry up, get in line. We hate
0: to do it, but I think we're ready to. I think we might be ready to part with him for the right price. Yeah.
1: Uh
0: huh. Yeah, that might not be going to happen. Um, well, there was a good shot of because I think you know it, it's funny people act like I mean it's great it's far better than the alternative. People act like it's a huge deal that these teammates seem to like Mitch. You know, they realize he works hard. I'm sure they're all like, oh, I wish he was, he really works hard. I wish he was better. Um, yeah. But they seem to like him. So he's on the sidelines. And um, Kyle Fuller comes over and tries to get his attention. And Mitch is, you know, like anybody would be who's like, oh, God, my I just lost my job. And I have yeah. to stand here in an empty stadium with all these cameras on me. And Kyle couldn't get his attention. Finally got his attention, just wanted to give him a fist bump. Kind of the old, mm-hmm. hey, you know, hang in there. It'll be all right. Um, so it's clear. I mean, because the Bears, God knows, have had quarterbacks that the minute they were out of the game, everybody on the team is like, "Thank God that son of a bitch is out." You know, just let him go. We don't want him around.
1: Right, right. Um, you know, that would be most most Bears quarterbacks. Would that that would fall into that category.
0: So when they didn't, you know, the they they didn't get any tangible results right away from the switch as far as points. And I was wondering if um this was gonna be one of those where like the Rams game last year where Mitch didn't finish the game and he clearly had been benched and Nagy wouldn't admit that he'd been benched. Right. right. So, um well how come uh how come he wasn't the quarterback uh at the end? I think I'm sure it had to be Chase Daniel. Maybe he was hurt and it was Bray. Shit, I don't know. But I do remember that the last drive did happen without Mitch. And what the reporters want to know is, is he hurt or did you bench him? Well, yeah. neither. Well, no, it has to be, it can't be, it has to be one or the other. Yeah. Did he opt out? <laughs>
1: did he, right. Maybe that's what Mitch
0: does. Maybe that's the Mitch move. Right. Is now you just opt out for COVID reasons.
1: Or did he, did he. But you don't get paid like, for that, so you don't want to do that. Did they cut him? You know, after the end of a quarter, like Steven Souza Jr., they just said, "You know, yeah. thanks for coming, pal." Yeah, he we goes. Don't need you.
0: Mitch goes to check back in, and they're like, "Uh, you're not on the team anymore." What? Yeah, yeah we, Mitch. Uh, we just put the we just filed the paperwork. Uh, yeah, in fact, um, bus the, ticket. There uh, are no. Uh, you have to leave because there's no spectators allowed.
1: <laughs> right, right. It's only te- it's only team members only, Mitch. But enjoy your ride home. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the way they tell me. Goes to get. On, literally goes to get on the bus. I don't, like, oh, no, 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 no.
1: That's, that's the, the that's the players' bus, Mitch. This says Bears. You, you want the one that says Greyhound? That's your bus, Mitch. <laughs> we we did get you a seat next to the toilet though, so you're fine.
0: It every year at some point I see a Falcons game and they show the sidelines and I'm always stunned that Matt Schaub is mm. like when I see him. Like, honestly if they did a if they did like a tight shot of him i would be like oh that's right i forgot Matt Schaub is one of their coaches. But they zoom out and they realize no he's the backup quarterback. <laughs> now that's a sweet job. That dude has been i mean even Chase had to has the last couple of years has had to play. Right. But Schaub never has to do anything.
1: Yeah. And has no no there's no prospect of ever doing anything. He's never going to play replace Ryan. No,
0: especially now he's like shit we're 0 3. Yeah. Ryan gets hurt, I'm just gonna pretend that I oh, I, I got a paper cut on the holding the clipboard. <laughs>
1: All right.
0: You're gonna to have to go to somebody else. We I don't I don't um, have my I don't have
1: my tint advisor. I can't go with
0: <laughs> it. Matt, we don't have anybody else. I don't know. Have a, Julio looks like he could throw. <laughs> He's always jacking around to practice, telling him he can play quarterback. <sighs> but yes, um As you would expect, I guess, if you're down, um, lots of passing. The Bears threw 51 times in a game. Mm -hmm. But they still ran about 25 times. That's a lot. 76 plays in an NFL game. That's a lot.
1: Um,
0: Ran for 130 yards, which is more than respectable.
1: Yeah, very good. Of course, 45 of those were from Mitch, but still.
0: That's right on one play. But still. Yes, it does count. That's why it's an average. I always like that. If you take this out, then they didn't get that many yards. Well, why would you? Did it count? Yeah, right. You don't take it out. Up
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um Falcons 371 total yards. The Bears, pretty even stats, really. The Bears averaged 5.6 yards per play. The Falcons average 5.7. Um, Bears were in the red zone. Four times. It feels like they were there a lot more than that. They scored twice. Uh, I know the, uh, I think, I think what made it feel like that was the two times they didn't score, they were in the red zone for a while.
1: Yeah.
0: And just, you know, like somehow managed to run 12 plays inside the 20 and would come away with nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. So he possessed the ball thirty-four minutes to twenty-five. You like to do that, especially, but that all gets back to the Falcons just deciding we're good; don't need to run anymore. Yeah. Why would we want to do that?
1: Yeah, we got to say Quinn gets fired by tomorrow. There's no way he's coaching, is there? This can't be.
0: I don't know. Unless they're they're gonna wait for the bye. That was like that. Like uh-huh. like being that it's you're not firing all the coaches. Right. So it's not like you need to get 11 new guys in to learn you know, where the locker room is and where the, you know, do we have dry erase markers? Yeah, they're in that drawer over there. You're just getting rid of one guy at the beginning. Maybe he takes a guy with him. Right. There's other guys who can coach. Yeah. So, yeah, tomorrow you fire him. Players are off Tuesday. Wednesday you come back. And, you know, Jerry Glanville's still alive. Maybe he takes it. There him.
1: you go.
0: Yeah. Now that would be fun. Yeah, one of the other things Mike and I did, Mike Donahue and I did in our last podcast was we went over the sordid tales of uh, Falcons coaches getting fired for weird, or leaving for weird reasons. Um, Jim Mora Jr. got fired because he went on a radio station in um, Washington State. He's apparently from there or went to UW, I don't know. And they asked him if he'd ever like to be the coach of the University of Washington. And he said, yeah, someday I'd like to do that. And um, then they lost a couple of games. And Arthur Blank's like, fine, you want to go coach Washington? You can go. And he fired him. <laughs> and then he did. No, he went to Seattle. He coached under Holmgren. And then he got he then he then took over the Seahawks for a couple of years. And then uh, the best, though, was Bobby Petrino, uh, who was uh, the last coach. So they had companion graphics. They had the last time the Bears went 3-0, and it was Tressman. Last time the Falcons went 0-3 was Bobby Petrino. Uh, Bobby only made it 13 games through that season, his first season with the Falcons, and he didn't get fired. Mm -hmm. He quit to go coach Arkansas with three games to go and didn't bother to tell the players. He just didn't. He stopped showing up. Crazy. Yeah. And so maybe I'll add some weird firing story for Dan Quinn based on monumental fourth quarter flops. Because they should be 2 and one Yep. I don't think the Falcons are terribly good. They certainly didn't look that way.
1: But still, although, the Bears are good in their 3-0. Yeah. You know, when they were up 16 to nothing, I thought, well, here it is. The, the, the start of the 14-game losing streak. I mean, the crazy oh. thing about it is
0: the Bears have a three-game lead now over the Vikings. <laughs> and, oh, Mike Zimmer.
1: How pissed <laughs> is Mike Zimmer tonight? <laughs>
0: And uh, the Lions won today.
1: Also impressive, and and right now it's the, the as we as we record the Saints are beating the Packers seven to three.
0: Right, so the Bears could wake up tomorrow in sole possession of first place.
1: The Who'd NFL. have thunk it? NFL. Who'd have thunk it? And they would enter. They would enter the month of October in sole possession of first place if that happens.
0: No stopping them now. Got a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, it w- was nice to hear um, or to see uh, Khalil Mack actually tackling people.
1: Was, yes. Right. Um, somebody um, made an
0: observation, though. Is it somehow not allowed for referees to call whoever is blocking Khalil for holding? It must okay. be. Although I did hear a thing um, through the first two weeks. It was the few, the NFL, you know, the NFL clearly does these things where sometimes they emphasize a rule, um, offensive pass interference was an emphasis a couple, of, like two or three years ago, and it was called all the time. It was just so annoying. For like the first month of the season, you know, you'd think a guy had a catch for first down. It was like, no, he shoved off. They were calling. And then they also will de-emphasize rules sometimes. And the thought is that they have de-emphasized holding because the first two weeks of the season was the least amount of holding calls in like two decades. Hmm. Which can't be a coincidence. It has to be that they're like, you know what, um, you can do a little grabby, we're fine, right? Uh, which could have been why the Bears' offensive line, um, for the first two weeks, had really looked like it was playing well. It had its moments today where it clearly wasn't. Um, but maybe that's part of it. Which is, you know, if you get beat, you can grab the guy, and that's fine. Yeah. So I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Um, see if that's a trend that holds or if they're, if they slowly start to call more of them as the season goes on. I don't know how you do that. I don't know if you're like, okay, uh, guys, let's call five holdings today. That doesn't seem like a thing you can do. Probably not. But I wouldn't put it past them.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and so Mack and, Mac and Hicks had, had good games. Yeah. I'm shocked, I'm shocked by that. Roquan Smith, he had he had six. Six tackles, three t- three solo. I there was one play I saw we was getting pushed around like a shopping cart. Yeah, ten dollars ten yards from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he got
0: it was a running play and he was getting shoved down the field, which is very un-Roquan. But he may have been having flashbacks because the last time he played a game in that stadium was the the national championship game where Tua mm-hmm. came off the bench and the Georgia thought that they they had taken the lead in overtime and thought they were going to win it. And then um, Tua threw that ridiculous no-look up his back foot touchdown pass the corner of the end zone. may have been a Calvin Ridley, for all I know. Um, so maybe that was part of Roquan's problem, was he started running around and got,
1: you know... Bad memories. Yeah, got disoriented.
0: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that game, the kicker for Georgia was my favorite kicker of recent memory was Rodrigo Blankenship, the guy who wears the big black goggles. Mm-hmm. He is the Colts kicker. So the Bears will get to see him up close and personal.
1: This week. This week. The
0: 2 and one Colts.
1: Yes. Versus the 3-0 and o Bears. How about that? Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, so that is a... That's got
0: to be a noon. I can't imagine. I nobody wants that later in the day. No. that's a, That's got
1: noon written all over.
0: At Beautiful Soldier's Field...
1: Soldiers. The,
0: um, I don't know, maybe they didn't set this line before uh, the, the big quarterback switch. Obviously they must have. On the road, the Colts, two and a half point favorites. Oh.
1: Really? So seems a little okay.
0: aggressive, considering that they're their quarterback and his nine kids. Um <sighs> I oh, might not be updated with today's stance, but he'd only thrown two touchdown passes to three picks. Um, they have made the shift to uh, Wisconsin star, Jonathan Taylor as their running back. Uh, one of the things he was well known for in at Wisconsin was he was a very good runner and he really enjoyed fumbling. He did. Yes. So hopefully he's brought that with him right. to the NFL. Still likes to drop the ball.
1: Um. Do we have an over/under on this game? It's forty-three, right? It's always forty-three. Points. Bears is always forty-three.
0: <laughs> Bears demolished it today. They did, crushed it. Uh, where did it go? Oh, it must have been an ad. Forty-five. 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 Ah, 45. It's like they have the Nick Nick Foles bump. You get two points. You get two more points if you get Nick Foles. <laughs> Not sure for which team. They figure that the two points are coming, but somebody's scoring two more points.
1: Somebody is living large with those two points.
0: So I would Hmm. think...
1: uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know much about the the beautiful Indianapolis Colts. Um, Yeah. I do know that uh, the Bears beat Phil Rivers around rather soundly last year in a game where they um, still managed to lose uh, mostly yeah. because uh, Eddie Pinheiro, who may very well be coming back next week, his, he, he's eligible to come off the injured list, whether he doesn't. Right. It's been uh,
1: three weeks. He may come
0: back just in time to uh, miss a field goal at the end in that one, like he did last year against the Chargers. Right. would that a kick in the pants? Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I do enjoy the fact that um, Phil Rivers has nine kids. Yeah. Um, he also, did you know this? He already has a head coaching job when he retires.
1: What? I did not know that for a high school.
0: It's a high school. They already had, they had the press conference and everything. And I have to look up where it is because I just thought of it. Um. Oh, I guess it helps if you type Philip Rivers and not Philip, because then you get bum Phillips, which is not the same thing. No. Um, he, He will be the head coach at St. Michael Catholic School in Fairhope, Alabama upon his retirement from the NFL. Whenever that is, that will wait as long as he wants to
1: coach. Well, what a vote of confidence for the current coach of Fairhope, Alabama.
0: His dad, Steve, was a uh, head coach in high school for 25 years, Uh-oh. including 15 years at Alabama's Decatur High School. So, very excited. Wow. He only has a one-year contract with the Colts, so it could be as, as soon as next season. But that's a boom to that Catholic school because their enrollment probably doubled. it yeah, right. Be- just because of his kids. He's that's got right. nine of them. So you can use the old joke um, that Philip Rivers, his wife, and their nine kids are are at Soldier Field and they're beating the Bears (laughs)
1: 27 to 10. Right. Somebody please come pick them up. I wonder how he's liking the climate of Indianapolis versus San Diego. That's quite the downgrade in climate.
0: Well, he hasn't experienced, you know, hasn't had to experience it yet, probably um at least playing wise it's a dome
1: playing wise it's a dome so you don't have to
0: worry about that part well you know yeah, you've been there yeah you I filmed
1: Super Bowl commercials in the dome I have <laughs> but it's uh you know it's it's I was there I was in Indianapolis the other day it's it's gray it's uh it's very it's like this it's not San Diego which is sunny and beautiful every oh day. I guess he
0: wasn't playing in San Diego the last couple of years I always forget that but it was L.A. Southern, Southern California. They were playing in a soccer stadium with no fans. Now he's playing in a football stadium with no fans. So he's ready. It's an inherent advantage to hire someone who's been a charger. They're used right. to the... Actually, it's probably a bonus because it's not like they played in front of empty stadiums. They did. But the fans were all rooting for the other team. Right. It's got to right. be a little disorienting to have I don't know what they fit in that like 30,000 people in that soccer stadium and especially when they play like the Steelers or the Cowboys and I'm pretty sure they played both. Them. I think they played the Packers in one of those games
1: and the game is a road game for yes, them yeah there
0: are no you know everybody treats that all those fans that's their vacation they're going to LA watch their team yep. get a win and get to sit closer to the field than they'll ever get to plus the packer fans they're like you know I'm 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 one of the owners so um, you're gonna want to seat me. <laughs> that's right. You're gonna want to seat me real close the to the od- field. I'll be in the. Where's owner's the owner's street. box? Yeah, where's the owner's box? Because I'm gonna go there.
1: Well, at least at least Rivers doesn't have to worry about his future now that he's got that high school football right. gig lined yeah. up. He's
0: got He's, you know, he's got a job. I'm sure, it pays. <laughs> I'm sure, it pays really well.
1: Fourteen thousand a year, but maybe free tuition. Maybe that's the gig. Yeah,
0: and when you do that times nine, I mean that adds up. Add up. that is a pretty savvy move, yeah, so so there we have it, three and O bears, two and one colts, battle for well, who knows <laughs> battle for something so are you are uh, you feeling more optimistic about the bears now that they've changed quarterbacks, or I guess you wouldn't feel less optimistic or the same, do you think this makes? any kind of tangible difference.
1: I feel definitely more optimistic, but it's hard to evaluate this team as we've talked about, because we were are three, and zero and that's, that's terrific. But we, you really don't know is if this team is any good. Yeah. I think the,
0: the upgrade from, I, I think it's a distinct upgrade from Mitch to foals. Mm-hmm. It raises their competence level. But I don't yes. think it raises the ceiling. I don't. I don't think this is a move that's like, ha ha. We were a playoff team before. Now we're a team that can win a playoff game. I don't know that that changes. I think it, you're more likely. I think your ceiling stays the same. I think you're more likely to get to it with Foles than you are with Mitch. But I think it's still pretty. Uninsp- I think it's. An, I think there's an uninspiring level that they can get to that I think they wouldn't have gotten to with Mitch playing all 16 games.
1: I agree. I agree yeah. right. so are, are you gonna go with the i'm gonna'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, have a pick that's the, right we gotta pick I'm, I'm gonna go with the bears getting two and a half at home I like that yeah that seems like a you know seems like the bare minimum i
0: am interested in what they do how they're deciding on the lines the, Vegas I love this my one of my favorite things is Vegas they love to leak out this stuff about oh my god um if the usually it's a Monday night game they'll be like this is a rough week and, uh, you know, if we don't get the Monday night game right, we are going to take a bath. Oh, we are. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the other 51 weeks of the year when you rake it in. Like, every once in a while, you should have to pay out a little. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I, I know they've had a hard time setting the numbers for the first two weeks because they just haven't had the data that you normally would have. Um, oh, there's one more thing I did want to talk about because they brought it up. Um, it was it was during whatever game Rich Gannon did this afternoon. Because okay. I had the Red Zone channel on for a while while I had the Cub game up on the second TV with no sound because I was worried Dumpster was in the booth. I don't know if he was or not, but I wasn't going to take. That he,
1: he 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 wasn't, but that was that was a sound sound thing.
0: Okay, yeah. good. Um, Rich Gannon says um about the rash of acl injuries he said that's because of not having preseason games guys aren't in the shape they need to be in and that's why you're getting acl injuries which to okay. me sounds like complete unquantifiable bullshit bullshit yeah um if anything, what what has happened is, because there's always, I mean, what do we hear all preseason? Oh, I can't believe this guy got hurt in a meaningless preseason game,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: teams lose players all the time, and people bitch about it. It's like, why do they have to play stupid preseason games? If the guy's going to get hurt, I wish he get hurt in a regular season. So it feels to me like all that's happened is the injuries that would have happened in the preseason to these same guys are now happening in week one, two, or three of the regular season.
1: Right. They would have gotten hurt in the third preseason game. Now they're getting hurt in the third regular season game.
0: Right. Yeah. And it seems to me like the lack of um you don't get your ACL in shape from playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're either gonna blow yeah. that out or you're not. That that has more that has almost everything to do with my leg was planted in the ground and a three hundred and eighty pound man rolled into it the wrong way and I right. went snap. Right. That's or you're, not yeah. You know, it's not well. I can't believe I didn't, you know, I hadn't walked enough steps.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Monday was arms, Tuesday was legs, and Wednesday was ACL. Yeah,
0: the thing just snapped on me. It was I wasn't in good enough shape.
1: Um, it really should have worked it.
0: Because if that were the case, you would have the same rash of ACL injuries in weeks five, six, and seven, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Because okay, we got our, we got ourselves in shape. Our yeah. ACLs are in great shape.
1: You know, actually, maybe it'll be ACL. the end of the season.
0: By the end of the season, now the ACLs are your ACLs are tired. It's time to break. It's time to tear. There's too many games. <laughs> so, I wasn't buying what Rich Gannon
1: was selling. It's one of those things you say though that makes you sound smart if you on on the surface. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Good point. Good point, Rich. Yeah, yeah it's probably. Yeah, that lack of preseason really. The rash of ACL injuries. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: and those are contagious, so that's the other they're, problem. They're right. Once once one guy tears his ACL, I mean, the Bears, I'd be on the lookout now. Now Tariq has torn his, and that's going to spread.
1: All every the every all the players should remain at least six feet away from Tariq's ACL. Yeah,
0: wear a mask to prevent
1: ACL <laughs> <and> tears. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Lego Good job. We'll uh, check in again uh, a week from now roughly, yes. Sunday or Monday, when uh, the Bears, I'm sure, will have come back from 42 points down in the fourth quarter behind Tyler Bray, and they're now 4 and oh.
1: Could it on, be the – if if, if, <laughs> if it's the beginning of the Tyler Bray era, that would really be something to talk about. Yeah. We'll see.
0: I actually um, – so on, on Saturday – I haven't watched a lot of college football because I think it's ridiculous that they're playing – uh, but I, I, did, I tuned in, LSU was getting beaten at home by Mississippi State. Mike Leach's Mississippi State Bulldogs, his first game ever mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. their quarterback, KJ Costello, who I think used to play at Stanford and transferred, um, in his very first game playing for in the Mike Leach offense, set an SEC record for most yards passing in a game, it was over 600 yards passing. And they showed the top three games ever. And the third highest total in SEC history was just a few years ago, 527 yards. To make like that, Tyler Bray.
1: Ah, oh, there we go. Look at that.
0: Yeah. I thought, oh, that's why the Bears keep protecting him on their uh, super secret uh, practice one. <laughs> right.
1: right. All
0: right. So, you guys, take that Tyler Bray. If you listen to the end of the podcast, you get a great Tyler Bray nugget to amaze your friends with.
1: Lucky you. All right. We'll talk to you next okay. week then, Mike. All right, buddy. Talk All to right. You soon. Cut. All right. Many of us have herpes.